What's up, guys? Thank you. This is Bad Sports. I'm your host, Eric Grundy. With me is Mark Bradford. Hey! What's up? We hope you had a great weekend. It's Monday, baby. Let's go. We had a great, great weekend of sports. Lots to talk about. But first, Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, how are you? I'm fantastic, man. I had a great weekend. Yeah, what'd you do? Uh, Nothing. No, I that just uh, I went to breakfast with my mom. I uh-huh. uh, worked out a little I bit. I bowled with my mom. Sorry, I interrupted you. We talked about that. We did, but that's sweet though. You bowled with your mom. Yeah, I'm she was a sub to today. She was. That's how serious this league is. Oh shit! Is a uh, is Mama Bradford really good? No, no, not at all. I mean, for an old lady, I guess. A couple one thirties, one forty. You had me. I I actually had no idea. She I I would expect her to she well, she's be really good or sixty six or sixty seven years old. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, probably better than most people her age. Sure. Yeah. Um. Didn't do much. Just um. Had a nice relaxing weekend. Went to. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Went to the gym. That was about it. Watched some football. Watched some racing. What about you? Anything cool? Um, let's see. Friday did some good bowling Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in first place in that league. That's the league that's nice. a, that's a lot more serious. Got some pros in it. Oh, really? Yeah, some people who are classified as pros. They're some not like, big dogs. They're not like touring pros, but they're like you know they have all the same okay stats and averages. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, but it's a big money league, so we won the first quarter. Hell yeah. So hopefully we're going to win some more. Yeah, keep me updated on that. Mm-hmm. And last night, you and I went to Colin's house for uh, yeah. a potential poker night, but it ended up falling through, and we ended up playing Mario Kart and Mario Party. Yeah, we played some Super Smash Bros. too, but I suck at Super Smash Bros. I had a hard time. That was I wasn't taking it too seriously because Colin's dog, Gemini, was... Yeah. Nipping on my ear the whole time. Yeah, I like her. She's cute. I do like her too. She's just a dude. She's just a young. You just dog. gotta yell at her. He doesn't seem like he yells at her ever. You have to yell at you her. Have to, you have to yell at dogs. You have to assert your. Right. Damn. You have to assert your dominance. I know you're not in that toilet. I say it all the time. I noticed that works with my cat a little bit. I gotta kind of. Use my voice. Colin was kind of. I don't want to. I'm not going to talk about criticize this. Gemini, leave it. Dog parenting. Gemini, leave it. Gemini, leave it. Oh, yeah. You were all night. He would say yeah, things Gemini, like, uh, leave it. He goes, lay down. Lay down. Lay down. And she and would she, lay down. She and said to he was like, good girl. Good girl. <laughs> lay down. Lay down. She's a German shepherd. Good girl. So, like, it doesn't seem. It's not an easy task. And I, I'm not a dog owner. And so I have no room to talk. But we did what real degenerate gamblers do, and what did we do, Mark? We bet on Mario Party. Yes, we did. I mean, I've been betting on Mario Party since I was a child, since it was on the GameCube, or the 64. Yeah, I've never really owned any Nintendo systems. I've always played with friends. I I have some experience in Mario Party. I was fucking winning... Two in the last two rounds until no, Birdo, I, no. that bitch. I, I was winning a lot, like for most of the game. The game predicted you. And then win. you took a fucking star from me. I did. I you bitch. I took nothing you. but stars from the computer player the whole time. As soon as she doesn't have a star, you fucking take it from me. I did. I took it from you. Yeah. I hated how I didn't the game. Take a, 
I didn't take a single star from my friends. No. I took them all well, from Well, you didn't have to. Birdo. Birdo didn't have a star. And Colton, I didn't want, like... And you didn't want to what? It was either you or Colton. Colton won well, because of that, because you didn't take his star. Yeah, that's a good point. I should have just doubled down on Colt. You're right you on let that. him beat your ass but in you Super Smash Bros. You let him beat your ass in Mario Kart, and then you don't take his shit. You take my shit. He, what the fuck yeah, did I do to you that night? He was having a. He was in fourth at one point. He had a star stolen from Bowser. I know we're really breaking down this Mario Party game, and it's not that serious. It's what esports. This? What are you talking about? <laughs> you had the most stars, and Colin had the least. Until I was like, you well, took I'm going to make it even. You both I'm took it take me. your star. I think I might if have lost. If Colin had two stars, I would have taken him. Whoever had two stars, I was going to take I had one. Three stars. Just like Birdo, she did the same I had fucking three stars, thing to and me. I think Bowser took one, and you took one. Or maybe Colton took one. I don't know. I, but my favorite part is when the game predicted you to win, and then it gave you a like a golden here. bar to get to the star. You go, you're going to win. I and by the way, I think you're going to win. Here's a star. <laughs> I mean, damn. that If that wasn't rigged. I mean, we both ended up losing, but it was a Dude, fun Dude, Mario game. Kart was a lot of fun, too. We should have bet on that. I would not bet on that. I'm not good enough. Grundy told me you were good, and then I heard Colton told me you were good. and uh, He did. He was talking me up. And then you blew it. I won one race. That was it. But yeah, I don't. You didn't win no Grand Prix. No, I don't own a Switch. I don't. I had an N64 when I was a kid, and that's the it. Controllers for the Switch are too small for me. Like, that's why I had trouble with Smash I didn't like Bros. his controllers. Well, my controller was fine, but all of his stuff was just kind of. I don't know. I never used the Joy Cons for Mario Party, but I'm not going to complain about it. Anyways, yeah, that's what we did this weekend. Hope you had a good weekend. A lot to dive into. Let's start first off with some NHL news. Henrik Lundqvist had his jersey retired in New York Friday night against the Wild. The number 30 jersey honoring the former goaltender who became the 11th player in franchise history to have his jersey hung up in the rafters of Madison Square Garden. The only arena he called home in his 15 seasons. You got any thoughts on Henrik Lundqvist as a hockey fan? Um, I remember always being a fan of his just because I was kind of like the Rangers. Um, I don't really know why. I guess it was because I think they had cool uniforms and the name was cool. I mean, obviously I'm a Red Wings fan, but I always have like a backup team. I like to keep it that it's like the original six. They are an original six team and they do have a dope logo. I could, I like the shield and, and the then, colors uh, are cool. And then I started really liking Rick Nash, who was drafted by Columbus. And then he got mm. traded to the Rangers. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And I uh, saw him play. I saw, actually, the Rangers play the Red Wings in the last Red Wings game I went to. And nice. we beat him, I think, 5-4 in overtime. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm actually I'm more of a Islanders fan myself. That's my second team I root for. It's like Yankees-Mets, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. Back to Henrik, he had a very, very successful career as a goaltender. It's always, in hockey, it's a lot more admirable when a player stays with the team that they were drafted with. And Henrik was drafted in 2000 in the seventh round, 205 overall. He had 459 wins, 887 games played. 64 shutouts and a .918 save percentage. He won the Vizina Trophy in 2011-12. was close enough. Close enough. I knew I was probably going to butcher that one. Voted as the best goalie in the NHL. He also led the Rangers to the Stanley Cup Final in 2014, but fell to the Kings in five games. That was not a very competitive series. <laughs> no, I remember that one. They, The Kings kind of... I was happy for the Kings that year, too. They They wanted it more. And that's that's too bad for Henrik. I he definitely deserves a cup, but the Rangers were never that just they got there, but they just weren't strong enough to win it. But here's some of his uh, elite stats. Check this out: the goaltender was the only goalie in NHL history to record 30 wins in each of his first seven seasons. He was the f- oh, I like that. He was the fastest in NHL history to reach 400 wins. It took him 727 games. He currently holds the record for most wins by a European-born goaltender in NHL history. Guy's a badass. Seventh-round pick, too. Just like a great underdog story, which I didn't know until now. That uh, happens a lot in hockey, though. 
Devil. Oh yeah. You can that's what's cool about hockey. There's really talent everywhere. Yo, you really well, don't know. That was drafted like 170 171st overall, 131st, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the Red Wing way too. They always find the diamonds in the rough. Yeah, uh congratulations congratulations, Henrik Lundqvist. Hell of a career, end of an era, you know. Rangers lost that night three to two, by the way. Yeah, they did, unfortunately. And New York is fourth in the Eastern Conference. Shifting over to some other NHL news, um, I want to talk about this because it could be an interesting redemption arc in NHL. Although, what makes it interesting is that it that we don't know if redemption will come for this player, but it's an interesting opportunity, probably the best opportunity this guy's ever had. I'm talking about Evander Kane. He just signed a one-year contract with Edmonton Oilers. And he scored on his debut game with them recently. Which, he's playing with the likes of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Two excellent players, top-tier players. But the Oilers, they definitely need some help. So Evander Kane could be the guy. If he plays and reaches his full potential, he could be the next piece to lead them over the top and take them into the playoffs. I always kind of like the Oilers too. It's weird. I have a lot of teams that I, NHL teams that I respect just because of who plays for them. Sure, that's what's, that's why I like sports in general. It's like I might not have ties to Edmonton, but I just like the players and we like sports. I want to see Connor McDavid freaking do. I want to see him do something. I want him. I want to see his name on the cup. That kid is so talented. Him and Dreisaitl deserve it. Now, Evander Kane, I don't know if I'd say he necessarily deserves it yet. He definitely needs to um, kind of prove himself. The player does have a shady background. If you know anything about Evander Kane, Mark, you got any initial thoughts on him? Um, I do remember him getting into some legal trouble, being drunk and shit. Yep. Uh, didn't he start with the Thrashers? He did. That. Good eye, good memory. Yeah. He was drafted by Atlanta. I didn't even look at that in the notes. I just remember that. That was when I was big into hockey. I when actually was, liked he, the Thrashers. When he was drafted, that was when I was big into hockey. Yeah, I don't know why. I liked the Thrashers because they had Ilya Kovalchuk for so long. I just like their jerseys and stuff. I, I don't know. I always played it. I don't know them. what a Thrasher is, but it's a cool name. It looked like a, The logo looked like a bird, and I was all about it. I don't know. I, I always played as them, and I played NHL. It was like a phoenix with a hockey stick or something. Yeah, I liked it. Well, they eventually turned into the Winnipeg Jets. He played with them for a little bit, and then he just wasn't producing very well and got into some controversy with, like, legal issues, just getting sued. But a lot of times the charges would be dropped, but it was just bad, like, just bad headlines coming his way. Then he was traded to the Buffalo Sabres. And his performance started started to decline again, and then legal issues were more getting frequent. in more trouble. And then, as you said, getting drunk, he would like post videos of himself being intoxicated, and it was just stop a, getting fucked up. It was just a bad look for the team, and there was even rumors that like play, like his teammates would go up to the front office and like suggest that that guy be traded because they just strongly dislike playing with him. Which you hear that sometimes about players. So this guy just has a lot of bad things about him. And the most notable one, in my opinion, was in 2019. He was sued by a Las Vegas casino, accused of not paying $500,000 in gambling debts. That's I don't get how you let it build up that much. Like, how does that work? <laughs> like, hey, man, you owe us $300,000, but we're not going to come for it. Just But just, you know, keep gambling. Like. Yeah, you think I eventually a hundred? I mean, maybe it was just a lump, lump sum five hundred right off the bat. But yeah, I have, it's a lot of money to not pay up. Especially yeah. you think you like you. How do you get into Canada? So they just like give him lines of credit. They're just like, he's like, hey, can I take out another line of credit? I don't get it. Why don't they just be like, no? Yeah, I don't know. Much I don't know how that, that works. Like, how, like I always wonder how Michael Michael Jordan like. I don't have the money to pay these guys. Don't you make like $40 million from Nike? Did that, that, like, you remember he was in all that trouble? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, Some yeah. might say that's why his dad was killed. Oof, that's a road. I might say that. I say that. Michael Jordan conspiracies are definitely a rabbit hole for another time. There's you could really spend some time talking about it. Uh, but regardless, it's just a so Evander Kane just got a really bad rap, and uh, a, what made it even worse is one of his estranged his estranged wife came out and alleged that he was betting on his own games, and although the NHL never found any evidence of that, so take that with a grain of salt. Either way. He was dropped by the. He went to the Sharks after he was with Buffalo, and he, right off the bat, the twenty twenty one season or uh, start of the two thousand twenty one season, the NHL suspended him for twenty one games for violating NHL COVID protocols. Uh, there was reports that he had a fake vaccination card, and that pissed the Sharks off. So they sent him to the AHL team, and then it just got even worse. He kept breaking protocols, and then now. Here we are. He's with Edmonton, and he scored on his first debut game. So, I mean, it's just one game. It's just one goal. He, the, On the plus side, what is Evander Kane capable of? He can be a pretty good player. Sounds fun to hang out with. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Just gets drunk and beat you up. Could be belligerent. He... The guy was drafted fourth overall for a reason. He's got a lot of potential. He is a two-time 30-goal scorer. That's that's sought after in the NHL. And the Oilers are just out of the just outside the wild card spot for the playoffs. So this they need someone to come through for them. And Evander came. Hopefully, this guy can just get his shit together. And help the Oilers go to the playoffs. That would just be a that would be a win for them. Where are the Oilers sitting? Just outside. It's like them and the Sharks outside of the wild card spot. And that's all we got for the NHL. Well, hopefully the fans will keep an open mind on him. Yeah. I don't have any real strong opinions about him. Otherwise, other than like, yeah, he kind of seems like a, I don't know, just seems immature, I guess. But uh, I'd like to see him come through. I would like to see his career take a turn. But we will see. Something to look out for. He's got a team to play for for the next year. Yep. On to the NBA. Just a little bit of news. Just one, like just a couple of headlines. LeBron James. Yeah, we could start there if you want. Um, LeBron James is out with knee swelling. He's considered day to day. The Lakers just lost to Trey Young, one hundred twenty. Trey Young and the Hawks, one hundred twenty-one, one hundred twenty-nine to one hundred twenty-one. The Lakers are now it's on a three-game like losing streak. Don't play defense anymore at all. Well, the Lakers are struggling. No, I mean like just basketball in general. It's teams are scoring one hundred twenty points Maybe quite regularly. Just, yeah, I know. I've noticed that scoring is getting higher. Yeah. Well, do you think maybe they're just getting better on offense? It's like. What if their what if their three point shots are just well? I mean, I don't know. I I just compare it to like when I like when you watched the Pistons win in two thousand four. Some of their games were like seventy to sixty seven. Yeah, and, oh, that's a good point. And it was just just nonstop defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's just a different game though. No, I mean now that you mention it, I have seen some very high scoring games. I'm talking like into the hundred fifty. 140 points, which now that I think about it, is not as common as I thought it was. 150, that's pretty fucking oh, 150 insane. insane. But still, you that. see him scoring 110 quite regularly in basketball now. And Yeah, I mean, the Hawks put up 130. That is a lot of points now that you mention that. God. I don't even know if I've ever scored that many points in 2K. <laughs> On rookie or something. Yeah, it's impressive for sure. I think that just uh, that just says how talented they are. Offense is just getting unbelievable. You got people like Steph Curry who are just like revolutionizing three point shots. So yeah, uh, the Lakers they're in a slump. They're without LeBron. I think they're also without Anthony Davis. I mean, I'm not like a That's huge tough. Lakers fan, but. 
it's weird because they're in, they're sitting in ninth. They got to be careful. They might, they could still possibly miss the playoffs. If well, they're out of the playoffs right now. Ninth place. Yeah. It's one spot out. Damn. In other news, the Phoenix Suns, they're doing pretty well. They're on a nine-game winning streak. Their record is 39-9, and nine, number one in the West. That's pretty crazy to think about. Like, I don't know, a couple of years. I just remember when the Warriors dominated. and I mean, the Warriors are still really, really super good. They're still a dominant team. No, I mean, like, when they were – yeah, they are. They're second. They're still really dominant. But, like, it's just crazy to think that Phoenix is sitting up top in the West. Nine-game win streak is very impressive, too. And less than ten losses. How many points are their opponents scoring? I don't know. Me neither. I like the Suns because they're not really a super team, so it's even more impressive to me. We will keep an eye on them. I I think it's going to come down to the wire. It'll be really interesting to see how that Western Conference plays out. That's all we got for the NBA. We will touch up on that in the future. Up next, we're going to talk about the Bengals versus the Chiefs. I thought that she ever thought, or sorry, I thought the Bengals were in trouble. That was uh second largest deficit, comeback deficit, 18 points or 17. Or something like that. I thought, I know it was uh, 21-10. It was 21-3 at one point. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs went from having like. 236 yards in the first half to like 36 in the second half. I was very surprised on how dominant they were early off in the game. I I couldn't believe it. I mean, they were just shutting Burrow down. They were scoring at will. Kelsey got a touchdown. Uh, McCole Hardman got a touchdown. Mahomes just seemed like he was in the zone feeling it. I went and I was really confident when I watched them play. I was like, oh, wow, the Chiefs got this one in the bag already. Seemed like they weren't going to be stopped. And the Bengals just turned it up in the second half, and they ran away with it. They didn't. They just shut them down. Their defense really picked it up. They had four sacks in Mahomes. They had two interceptions. The Bengals would go on to win this game 27-24, to with a go-ahead field goal game winner by Evan McPherson. Yeah, I was going to say another game won by a kick. And that kid's re- he's just a rookie, man. So he's Dude, he looks I saw him with his helmet off. I'm like, he looks so young. Yeah, he looks like a college kid. He's adorable. He's already he's going to the Super Bowl. He's got a hell of a leg on him. Hey, man, he's like, he's he won the game last week. He won the game this he week. Could, man, if it comes down to the wire, like there's still there's a good chance he could win the Super Bowl for them. If the, if the Bengals were going to win a Super Bowl, it's probably going to be a McPherson kick. I think these Looks like he's shaping up close. to be San Francisco and Cincinnati. Yes, we are currently watching the Rams 49ers game and they are leading. The 49ers are leading 10 to 7. But a lot of time left. It's the third quarter. Back to the Bengals game real quick. Um the Bengals really I think they just they played scrappy in that second half. That's yeah. one thing I noticed. They were just there was a touchdown from Samaje Piran, the uh, like the second string running back behind Mixon, who had a hell of a game. But Piran caught a he had like a nice dump off pass and he ran it forty yards for a touchdown. And I thought I was just blown away because it, it was such a just a nice run. The guy was just a bulldozer, like would not go down. And I thought it was good on him. It was cool to see a backup running back, you know, because Joe Mixon's yeah. kind of like, you think of like Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and Burrow, but then here comes Samaj P. Ryan, just like, no, no, bitch, like putting him on the fucking board. It's like, I'm here too. Yeah, making a name for himself. I like that. And uh, I want to acknowledge T. Higgins who kind of gets overshadowed by Jamar Chase, and rightfully so. Jamar Chase is incredibly talented, but T. Higgins was just coming in clutch, man. He had 103 yards receiving, but he, and whenever I saw him play, he had catches like on third down conversions. He caught a 
he caught a, a first down conversion in the in overtime that brought them even closer to the uh, the Chiefs territory. So that guy was just coming in clutch, and I want to give him some respect. T. Higgins was a, he's a great combination with Jamar Chase. Like they have a hell of a duo right there. Any thoughts on that game? No, I just hope this really good football continues. Looks like yeah. this this has been the probably the most entertaining postseason in recent history. Very unpredictable. And in fact, so unpredictable that the way that Bengals game ended, Mahomes was they got the ball but like when the Chiefs got the ball in overtime, I was like, Here we go. It's gonna be Yeah, a that, I was I was like, Man, like I know. they're just gonna drive down and score it's the stupid overtime rules. So Patrick and Mahomes throws a deep ball, and the defender—I can't remember who he threw it to—but the defender. I think he threw it to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he had a couple. He had two guys around him. And he would have caught it if homeboy behind him didn't break it up. Mm-hmm. Tipped it right to who? Who got the interception? There's a guy behind Tyreek Hill. They both went for the jump ball. The guy, the defender behind him, swatted it down, and then there was a defender right in front of him who just caught the deflected ball, which was really just a great heads-up play. It was, uh, I believe it was Von Bell with the overtime interception, which that was just kind of the football gods, you know, nothing nothing wrong that Mahomes did there. But just a great game overall, really unpredictable, unexpected. I had no idea the Bengals were going to pull that off, and they did. They're going to the Super Bowl, baby. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And seeing the Bengals go to the Super I mean, Bowl gives me hope. I kind of want to say I hope the Bengals win. Me too. Yeah, it gives me hope. It, it shows me that, you know what, a, fran- a just a, a, a lonely franchise with a poor history can turn it around in a matter of three years in a short period Joe of time. Joe Burrow is the first number one overall pick to – lead his team and win the conference championship in his first or second season. They're really proving that with the right picks, the right personnel, and with a little bit of luck, you can go to the Super Bowl. And the right coaching, too. Got to give it up for Zach Taylor. I mean, I feel like that my last, my final thoughts on this game is I feel like that second half was also down to coaching, man. Whatever he did, he got his locker room fired up. and Their the Bengals defense really shut him down. It's all about defense, man. Their defense showed up in the second half. So, yeah, looking forward to it. We're still watching the 49ers-Rams game. You're going to get a touchdown! San Fran just scored. They just freaking scored. Man, I might be wrong in this prediction. They're beating the Rams right now. 16-7. Two minutes left in the third quarter. Well, they're they're going for the extra point. Trying to make it 17-7. Are they? Yeah. As most teams should do. Look wide at, open. Look at Jimmy. Yo, they they left Kittle wide open like that. What are they doing? Mm-mm. You thought you said they were going for two. No, I said they're going to go for the extra point. Know. Oh, I thought, you, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you meant it. My bad. Uh, we have a little bit more That's news. That's a good catch, too. Yeah, it was a great catch. <sighs> Poor coverage. Oh, look at that grin on the defensive coordinator's face. So this is going to be the first time we're talking about a motorsport, but it won't be the last because it's when F1 starts up, I will be covering that. And I'm, I'm not covering every motorsport, but there was a race this weekend that some of you may have heard of. Maybe you haven't. I just got into it. I think it's really exciting. And that is the Rolex 24 at Daytona. And that's part of the WeatherTech Championship of the IMSA. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down. I'm not going to bore you. I'm not going to talk 15 minutes explaining what it is. Oh, why not? You know what? I am actually. <laughs> no. Uh, so I'm going to talk for 30 minutes, actually. Rolex is obviously you're like, oh, that's a watch. What's going on? Rolex is that's a sponsor. That's not a race car. Because, you know, racing, they name things after sponsors because there are no commercials. So they make up for that with that type of advertisement. That's why every team, every race is, usually has a some type of sponsor in it. 
So these are endurance races. Like I said, no commercials, meaning that this race is continuous, but this is a specific race. This is a... Well, I mean, also, it's probably tough to find on any basic TV station, so... Yeah, they actually alternate networks. Like, it was on Peacock TV for a little bit, and then it switched to USA. So oh, these are... Uh, no, you're good. This is the WeatherTech Championship. These are... This is a championship that's held in America and Canada, and what they do is, like, it's endurance races. So they are racing for 24 hours. That'd be like, I, that'd be a fun event to, to see. It would actually be really cool just to like, I actually liked following it. Just knowing that like when I was up at like midnight, I could just check on the race and see that they're still fucking So do people through. camp out and, yeah, and that's, stuff? Where do they, where do they like in tents? Oh yeah. There's a, any, any way you want. Like it's a kind of a, whenever you go to like races, any, really any type of motorsport, Camping out and tailgating is just a part of the culture. That's what you do. And sometimes people like to get passes where they camp out inside the tracks. See, but for a 24-hour race, like, how do you sleep? Well, obviously, you wouldn't want to be that close. It's loud. That's a really I good know, point. But if you're, you're in the middle, you got to hear everything. Well, that'd be, if you're doing it in the middle, usually maybe you would sleep. I don't know. Just some I've never done drugs. it, but I know people like to camp out in the center. And that's also where, I don't know if, like, that's all open to the public as much but depends on the circuit obviously you got the crew inside there anyways i'm getting carried away the it's an endurance race but what makes it really crazy is that there are a ton i actually can't i don't know the exact number off the top of my head but there's a ton of cars i want to say like maybe like 50 cars there's so they all race in different classes there's the dpi which stands for Daytona Prototype International. That's the fastest. DPI is the fastest. Then you got the LMP LMP two. They all do endurance races. Three separate LMP3, races. LMP three, the GT Pro, and then you got the GT. So like the GT Pro, that's a Grand Turismo. Those are the sports cars. So they got the sports cars racing in the back of the pack. They're slower, but it's still exciting to watch. And basically, this is a massive race. And you have like the big name professional drivers and like DPI and LMP2. And then you got other big professionals in GT Pro. And then like the LMP3 and the regular GT, those are just amateur drivers and low budget teams. So they got, you got some, you got some big players and you got some little players and you got some professional driver, world class racers. Like Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR series champion. You got people like him racing up against some young twenty year old like me or like someone like racing who's just an amateur. Isn't Jimmy Johnson the guy that killed that guy? No, that was Tony okay. Stewart. Tony Stewart. Mm. Whoops. <laughs> Pretty fucked up, right? <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson did not kill anybody. The, the guy Well, we don't know that for sure. You can't say that for sure that he's never killed anybody. Allegedly, he didn't kill anybody. You You're right. You that. never know. He could have killed someone. It doesn't have to be with a car. It could be with his hands. It could be with a, with a gun. <laughs> and he could probably get away with it, could, too. He could have done it with black magic. Um, so the results of the race, Elio Castronovez led the, the Maya Shank racing team to first place in the DPI class. They're also driving the Acura DPI. People care about the manufacturers. It's like between Acura and Cadillac and the DPI. Elio Castronovas, man, this guy is like in his 40s. It's a sweet name, Castronova. Yeah, it is. He's, he seems like a cool Dude guy, too. Claps mad cheeks with a name like that. Well, he also won the Indy 500 last year, so the guy's just on Ooh. fire. He won the Indy, Indy 500, and then he won this. And he was he was in the car when he won the race. Where else? Um, where else would he be? Well, I, I forgot to mention that it's a twenty-four hour race, but they rotate drivers. There's like how many four, drivers? L four. Usually, f like mostly four. There was like a team or two that had three drivers, three at the minimum. You can't have two. You how have often to have can three. they switch out? Can they switch out as many times as they want? I've heard that they switch out sometimes. If you have like three drivers, maybe eight hours. They do hours at a time, and I'd then they, like, they sleep two, for two, hours two, at a time two. too. Like they take like little cat naps in between. They'll, like, what they'll do is, because um, they'll race in the middle of the night, 
if you're racing at night, you'll be sleeping before you have to race, and they will legit wake you up five minutes before you have to race. Like, yo, I gotta take a shit. Well, you better hurry up and do it. Like, you ah, sleep in your Don't like, rush me. You're right next to your suit, or you're in your suit. You just get up and get in the car and like a space go. Man. And as you can imagine, um, and there's a lot of yellow flags, a lot of accidents. But I want to let me go back to the results real quick. So. Maya Shank Racing won the uh, first place in the DPI class. Patio Ward and Colton Herta led Dragon Speed USA to first place in the LMP2. Riley Motorsports took first in the LMP3 again. I believe that was their uh, second time. So that that team's kind of dominating that class. And then I think the most exciting part of the race, I, I've, I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch all 24 hours of it because it's really You're something. You're not a real fan. No. I tried to watch it as much as I could. It was a lot of fun. The best part, I just like a lot of races. <laughs> I imagine one guy in front of his TV just leaned over, droopy eyes, at like just hour eighteen, in front of the TV, with a cigarette in his hand, just nodding off, just every time. I mean, that's what they do there. It's those reporters do. They have people reporting like the whole time. They're just, it's a pretty cool view. They're just sitting in the middle of the track, just watching it, talking about it. We're still down here at the oh, fuck a race. <laughs> Take forever. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if I was reporting it, I'd probably fucking, I'd pass out at some point. I'd be like, I gotta, someone get me. I can't do this. But the best part of the race, in my opinion, there was this, uh, just a sensational battle between these two Porsche 911s. Or what was it, like 911? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one says Porsche 911. Yeah. That's funny. Porsche 911. Look, I'm not a car guy. I just like racing. So uh, in the GT Pro class, in the last lap, it came down to uh, two Porsche 911s. And it That's was... 1822. It's a Porsche 1822. Yamane and, and Vantor, these two guys racing in the Porsches, just going at it, wheel to wheel, right all through the banked part of the track, down in the uh, chicanes. Yeah, pretty cool. They crashed. So one of them did. So they went into the, uh, I believe it was the limo chicane, pretty hard. I want to say Vantor. He was on the inside. He was kind of cutting pretty, pretty hard, being aggressive. But I mean, it's the last lap. I don't blame him at all. And they just, they both kind of bumped doors, and Vantor slid in the grass, spun out. Jaminade took the lead, and yeah, that was the best part. It was fucking epic racing. Yeah. And some other uh, cool tidbits. There's a lot of, uh, you know, as you would imagine in a 24-hour race, a lot of uh, yellow flags, cars would overheat, brakes locked up, people would kind of crash into the wall or just like just enough to like wreck their car. Do you only have one car? Yeah. And you can take it in and just like, smash it in the first five minutes. Yeah, that happens, man. That's what a, that's a race. That's the risk of entering in a race. You but can you be taken out in the first. Fuck it, lap. let's go home. There you guys, y'all want to get something to eat? Well, we are in Daytona. Yeah. <laughs> There's a car that got taken out in like the first two hours of the race, man. It happens. Some cool moments though in the beginning of the race. Um, Kumia Kobayashi took the lead in the first hour in a DPI class. He was uh, he had a sick three car overtake. Very nice driving. That's what I love about this. I'm I'm following it more because I've noticed there isn't that much of a gap between the rest. Like obviously the classes, but like in that in the same class, all those cars are so close together. Like seeing Kobayashi have a freaking three car overtake it was just sick like you can see some great driving they're really close uh one of my favorite drivers the guy i was rooting for uh kevin magnuson he took the lead for his team for a little bit which is awesome he's a former f1 driver for haas see that coffee mug i got Mm -hmm. i got it because i was a fan of him and grosjean they drove for haas and f1 he was uh he lost his seat in f1 and now he's He's racing in a few other motorsports, this being one of them. And the guy was took brought his car to the lead. I was happy to see that because he, some believe that he was talented in F one. He just never had a good enough car, and I think he's really showing that. But now everybody's car is going to be the same, yeah. right? 
that's the difference between F1 Learning. and other motorsports. People think that F1 is too... Uh, uh, there's too far competition in F1. Like Mercedes, it's just too dominated. It's dominated too much by Mercedes and other teams and money, really. Money separates teams from each other. But just an absolutely exciting race. Uh, really cool to see Elio Castanoves win it. And um, some notable drivers in this race. The best part about this event is to see all the talent come. Like a lot of people from like IndyCar and like, you know, Jimmy Johnson from NASCAR. A lot of people from all over the world come and enter in this race. Some notable drivers. Elio Castanoves, like I said, Alex Pillow, who was the IndyCar champ last year, young guy. Colton Herta, who is a young American driver. He took fifth in IndyCar. Scott Dixon, Kevin Magnuson, Marcus Erickson. Dixon what? Another F1 driver. And Alex Rossi, Jimmy Johnson. And that's all I could really think of off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. That is the Rolex 24. It was an exciting race. Hell we'll yeah. be following it in the future. Up next, we're going to talk about the FIFA World Cup qualifiers, the U.S. versus Canada. USA! How'd we do? So U.S. How'd we, uh, we lost. Oh. Canada defeated the U.S. 2-0. And I watched this game, and this is probably the first time I got really frustrated in a soccer game. I get it. Energies flare up. I got... I was getting disappointed. You got frustrated? I did. I was you sitting pissed. At, you sitting at home? Yeah. So, they lost two zip, but that last goal came in the... Their second goal came in the last final minute of the game. And that was just... I'm not saying I'm not taking it away from them. They still got us, but that kind of shows we just fucking gave up. We were playing like trash. What does it mean for our qualifying chances? I'll get to that in a second. Oh, I want to okay. break down the game just real quick. We still have okay. In some, we still have a chance. We're not out of the. We're still. Oh, I like that. We're in the top three. You have to be in the top three in the Concacaf. That's what. I know it's an abbreviation that they it's turned a, into a It's word. an abbreviation, yes. Uh, Confederation of North Central America and Caribbean Association Football. Here we go. Uh, so just to sum this game up, the acronym, U.S. played... Not an abbreviation. Acronym. Yeah. My bad. The U.S., they defeated El Salvador last Thursday 1-0. They were looking all right. And then they faced Canada today, and they lost. And although they had possession 64% of the time with 13 shots... Unfortunately, three of those shots were on goal. And Canada only had the ball for 36% of the time and only had eight shots, and four of them were on goal. But I think Canada was just... they. We were playing in Canada, so they did have home field advantage. And I would say that they had a couple calls go their way, but for the most part, the U.S. lost, the US lost this game themselves. They had... Every opportunity to win it, including the fact that of um, who was it? Uh, Alfonso Davies, one of the best defenders for Canada. The Canada's best player was out. He's a defender uh, in the Bundesliga. I want to say Baron Munich. Alfonso Davies. Hope I'm saying his name right. Alfonso so, is a weird name for a Canadian. He Canada was without their best player. But they were playing at home, and the U.S. played like trash. We, I was getting frustrated because we would get into in the territory, but we would just fuck it up with a shitty pass, and it were a shitty catch, or we just weren't we weren't connecting our passes. It was really frustrating, and Canada was just on it. And then at the very end, this uh, I don't know the player's name, but this one, this guy who was looked like a threat all night, just fucking. Dribbled it down the field and got a goal in the final minutes. Just, just igniting the stadium. Like they were already gonna, they were already gonna go nuts. But the like with him scoring that second goal, that just like lit it up. Were they playing in Canada? Yes, they were. Uh-huh. It was cold too. Of course. We were without a few players. We were without Wea, one of our good players. 
Timothy Weah, I believe. But we had Pulisic. We had our guys. We had our goalie in there. We just got beat. But you asked about what does that say about our chances getting into the World Cup. We still have a chance to get in it. There, uh, as I said, the CONCACAF, it's Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. And then it's like the top three advance, and then that's it. So we still have a chance. But we just we have to face Honduras again, and we're going to play them on Wednesday. How did we do last time we played Honduras? We beat, uh, there was a time where we tied against them. But we Is it a team we're supposed to beat? Yes, they're in the last place. We need to we oh. need to beat them. We we beat cannot get a tie. Guys. Yeah, but the thing is, these teams in the Concacaf, even though they're like they're they're lower competition, they're still dangerous, man. Like we play like Jamaica's in there, and you can't overlook Jamaica. Even El Salvador, they have a few really good players. There's always every team has like one star. There's always one guy that's a freaking beast. So we. Hopefully we beat them. I would like to see the U.S. play a lot better. It was just a bad game, unfortunately, but luckily we still have a chance. And that's all I got for the FIFA World Cup qualifiers. Up next, we will be talking about the L.A. Rams versus the 49ers. What happened to... Uh, we're back from break. We had some snacks. The LA and San Francisco game just wrapped up. LA won twenty to seventeen. How awesome was the finish, Grundy? It was pretty fucking crazy. So Jimmy G was evading some defenders in the pocket, scrambling around, dodging tacklers, and then in the last second before he was brought down, he just uh lobbed it up over over the head of his intended target. Oh my god. And it was intercepted, and the Rams just kind of shut it down. Their kicker, Gay, brought him up uh, 20 to 17, and um, then they got the turnover. Go, Gay, go. Gay with the game winning uh, field goal. They just showed a shot of uh, Debo Samuel crying on the bench. And, oh, no, oh but, another professional oh, athlete crying. You know how I feel about that. Well, I, I have. Hopefully it's hopefully it's symptoms of athletes. hopefully it's just symptoms of a concussion I, that he got earlier in the game from that. He's big crying because he's passionate, man. He's playing this game because he loves it. And Odell Beckham Jr. There was a moment. Pardon me. There's a moment where Odell Beckham Jr. went over there and consulted him and just like just put his arm on him and was talking to him. It looked like he was really passionate as well. That's always good to see. And I I want to give credit to Debo Samuel, man. Despite, Debo, I guess. No, that despite that tough loss, that guy played his fucking ass off. Stafford. And so did Jimmy G. Even though he kind of turned it over at the end, I know people are going to dog on him and be like, yeah, good riddance, get out of San Fran. But I thought they gave the Rams a fucking hell of a fight, dude. They gave them a hell of a fight. They did not lose as bad as I thought they would. Stafford's one of the Super Bowls. Are, Stafford, you, are you excited? It's bittersweet. I think it's sweet. I, I no, I I'm I guess so we happy for him, dude. Yeah, oh, we were, man. I'm were so we happy. the problem the whole time? Of course we were. I I don't think we're the problem. Of course we were. I am thrilled to watch this game. I think the Bengals versus the Rams is it's gonna be the best game of the year. I don't think it's gonna <laughs> I think it's gonna be absolutely exciting. And I've you want to make predictions right now? Who do you think is going to win? Who you got? I mean, L.A. probably. You know, I I want to pick L.A., but I have this crazy feeling the Bengals I thought the Bengals were going to get rolled today, and they really didn't. I'm going to call – I'm still – I'm sticking with my initial <laughs> choice. I'm going to say the Rams win. Stafford gets the Super Me Bowl. Me too. I think – I think – I'm going to be kind of pissed if Joe Burrow beats Matt Stafford in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie. Although, I'll be happy for both both of them. But, man, Stafford, he's come a long way. He, be, he defeated like, Tom Brady to get here. I like how uh, I like how calm Joe Burrow is on the field even after they won. He didn't really get too hype or too loud. He just kind of smiled. No, he's very professional. In fact, I... I caught the ending of that game, and 
Joe Burrow was just he was trying to get or a reporter was following him around just this little lady from like CBS or something and he was constantly like just congratulating his teammates and she was just trying to pastor him for an interview and it's like give him a break man the guy is going to the Super Bowl give him like a minute to just they're so excited and you're right he actually was like he was chill but his teammates are hype as fuck his teammates were like in excitement I suppose that sound good for Cincinnati shout out to Zach Taylor the coach um Good on L.A. They did it. They have their guy, Matt Stafford, and their team, their defense. That's still t- I, th- I still consider him our guy. Jalen Ramsey's in the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald's, he's going to get his chance at a Super Bowl. I think the Rams, they're just so loaded with talent. They're going to win. And, I, and I, I want them to win. I want those players to An- get their ring. Another game won by a field goal. Both games last week. Yep. Both games this week. And they're both amazing kickers. Kickers are cool now. Marvin Gaye, Evan McPherson, kickers are back. Sometimes. <laughs> I was going to say something that we would have to edit it out. Well, we can't edit everything out. I know. If you don't have anything nice to say, sometimes just don't say it at all. No. You want to sign off? Uh... Any final thoughts? I thought we were gonna do some snack talk, but we don't have to. You can. We can do some snack talk. Well, I feel like that point's moments past. Should have been earlier. <laughs> well, I mean, it happened when it, things happened the way they did, so it's not a big deal. We can always talk. You can save your uh, <laughs> your fucking cheese whiz penis joke for next episode. Cheese, cheese penis. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great this week. Was a lot. This was a fun one. Happy Monday. I had a good time. I hope you enjoyed your weekend. We will see you Friday. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.